You are now rocking with The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding. Brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. We give the people what they want. (laughs) Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. And now, live from Studio E, The Bunt with Safer and Donovan. I'm D. Jones. I got the ghost with me. Ants one, the mad scientist behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. It's episode three. Was that like the quarter mark of season 12 already? Yeah. Damn, time flies, dog, when you're having fun like us. What we got popping this week? We got Justin Brock in the building. All around legend. Absolute shredder. I can't wait to peep his Instagram trailer that Morgan hasn't made yet. Oh, my God. Because you know the bangers are going to be left, right, and center. Everywhere. All types of shit. Uh, Yeah, we got a beast. Super nice guy. Hyped to get him on the pod. Mm -hmm. And then, of course... The, the post office kind of popped this week Did it? Inbox was flooded Yeah, we'll, we'll get to those emails And then uh, Sports Do we have to talk about sports this week? It's nothing but bad news in sports, man Fucking the Lake Show, Dak Nothing but bad news down there But like you said, the people's champ Justin Brock in the building Let's get excited for that, man We ain't at the sports shit yet yeah, We yeah. still cooking as always, Ants hates when I say that, man, but I'm going to keep running at Ants because it just flows off the tongue real nice. <laughs> Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. Subscribe on YouTube at The Bunt Live and head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash The Bunt. we doing it for the people. Man, this week we got a big contest coming up on Instagram. Pairing up with Bus Crew, some oh. legends. Yeah, yeah, A little yeah. tray flip contest. You know we love our tray flips. You and a homie. You're going to see mine and safest trailer coming real soon. Probably, let's say Thursday, man. Let's give Justin Brock Wednesday and Thursday we drop the contest. All right. So should we do it on real ground or should we go to Dunbat and cheat and get those tray flips extra crispy? Let's just see how much time we got after this episode. We can be eating cheeseburgers or having some pizza or some beers or something. So let's see if we can even make it to Dunbat. All right. Word. So go shout out of the week. This is pretty obvious, I think. Oh, it's straightforward. You know, I didn't even watch the video. I just saw glimpses all over Instagram, and then I was like, all right, Donald put it on for me. Had to shout out the homie, Bobby DeKaiser, and uh, the Noah clothing video, man. Some New York vibes. Um, seems like our boy just shits out clips for breakfast these days. It's eh? too easy, man. Like, yeah. And our other boy, new boy, all time fave, Yalda, absolutely killing it. Yes, Hajalti Hallberg. Yeah, doing Manny's favorite, aka my boy Yalda. Doing Manny's that we wish we could, man. So, like we said, Justin Brock in the building this week, the people's champ, ATV, as the ghosts already noted. Couldn't be a nicer guy, man. Real skateboards, Nike SB. He was in the run in the switch trade challenge. I forget if he's a corporal, a general, or something, but he's in the damn rankings. He could be up there for frontside big spin general. Is it corporal or colonel? I always, they're two different words. I, I don't know how to pronounce the military things. The, man. the 
Co- the one that They're looks all like spelled all fucked up. The one that looks like colonel. Is oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right. That's the one. Right. I don't. I don't remember where he finished, but he's up there. Oh, for sure. Into that ditch. You know, we went behind the scenes on that one. <laughs> At least I think we did. The interview was so long ago. Yeah, Justin Brock. Let's get into it. But first, you know what time it is. Yo, D Jones. Is that the pizza delivery man outside? Because <laughs> I'm hungry. Maker Pizza, Canada's ultimate pizza. Order yours online using the Maker app available on iOS. Or maybe just head into the store downtown at Queen and Spadina or uptown Avenue in Lawrence. Maddie, tell them what we're working with, man. This pizza is no joke. This is literally the best pizza in the world. Maker Pizza, Toronto's premium pizza. The only crust. (laughs) All right, y'all. We got Justin Brock in the building today. What's going on, man? Nothing much. Just rotten at the house, just like everybody else. (laughs) Yeah, man. You got that right. Weird summer for sure. Yeah. So we start every show off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. Skate moment, uh, meeting Cardiel at Ooh. Deluxe back in the day. He was like rehabbing after his accident. Like just, he was hanging out in the team office on one of those sport, those athletic balls. And he was like on his knees, like bouncing all crazy. And I was just like, whoa, this is epic. And then sports moment, I don't know, I'm not a huge sports guy, but like back in the day, I used to watch Jordan play with my dad, you know, on mm-hmm. TV. So he's from Chicago. So uh, he was all about it. That's what's up, you dog. can't go wrong. I thought you were going to say your favorite moment in skating was uh, when you learned switch trays. Switch trays? Nah, I, I mean, that was a long time ago, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you are a switch tray uh, captain after all. Yeah. No, I've had a couple. I'm not a captain, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> so take us back. Where did you grow up and how did you get into skating? Uh, I grew up in North Carolina, this little town called Mount Airy. Uh, the Andy Griffith Show, is it's that place. <laughs> it's tiny as fuck. There's one street downtown, all that. Um, but one of my buddies uh, was from Florida and he went, it was fifth grade the summer of fifth grade to sixth he went to florida and he come back with a skateboard and then in sixth grade i just started skating with him um yeah and just he gave me a hand-me-down and it's been on since then been doing front big since then eh (laughs) no no uh -uh. i learned the i learned the fakie ones first the the front big spin didn't come till later oh damn okay yeah the fakie one's easier when you're a kid you just kind of whip it around yeah, yeah, I think I was just jumping downstairs trying to do anything I could. And <laughs> that ended up just working one day. Yo, I actually forgot until just now. We saw him working on a front big way back years oh, ago. in Miami? Yeah, you will. You definitely won't remember this, but down in Florida, we used to go there in the winters for a little while, and they had that abandoned hotel that you could skate inside. Yeah. And one time off the, off the like second story kind of over the planner thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. it's like a stage and then a five or something like that. Right. Yeah. We pulled up and yeah. you were trying front big down it. I know. Fuck that gap, dude. <laughs> I've been there twice. The first time I tried to three flip it and couldn't do it. And then the second time I tried to big spin it. It's like two of the tricks I can do the best. And I don't know. It's just yeah. something about that spot. I couldn't couldn't never get anything there. 
that was crazy when we pulled up to the uh, that thing spot. was huge yeah yeah i think cody landed on some frontside flips in front of them too and then he like dusted himself but. yeah yeah oh i remember that yeah yeah yeah, yeah that was us hell yeah <laughs> Yeah, and I remember N- Nikel was there, and Brad Cromer was showing you guys around. Yeah, I know. I think what was Nikel trying, like nollie heel or something? Maybe mm, he wasn't skating it when we were there. He was yeah. working on his nollie hard flips on flat. That was like what ten years ago? No, not that long ago. It uh, could be. Six, I believe six, two thousand fourteen. I think. Yeah, long, long time ago. Maybe it might have been when we were filming for uh, Chronicles. Yeah, maybe. That's probably what it was whenever that came out. Oh, I thought it was a, a real trip. Maybe, but I'm just saying that, like that time period. Because right, 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 right. I, I think I went, like while we were filming that video, I think I went to Miami twice, like True. in that time period, kind of. That was uh, a sick looking spot. Well, you got the alley front big on, over that rail in Europe, I think. Oh, yeah. yep, yep. You dig? <laughs> <laughs> just got, you just got to start way far back on the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> so... It's all got to start somewhere. What was your first big break in the skate industry? I guess, I mean, I filmed that Caroline Love video part back in the day when I was 15, but I still wasn't like sponsored by anybody, just like local stuff. But my first big break was when I started traveling down to Atlanta when I was like 16 and 17, probably probably like 17 and then towards then at the end of my year being 17 the real team was in town and the guy that i skated with in atlanta was showing them around and Mm -hmm. so i was in town and i just like jumped on their trip to atlanta and skated with them and then after that trip i come back to north carolina and i was pressure washing a house that's what i used to do back in the day with my stepdad and i remember i was on a roof and Jason Ferris calls me, and he's like, yo, you want to get Thunder and Spitfire and Real Boards? And I was like, what? <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, <laughs> trying to be cool on the phone, like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah that'd be awesome. <laughs> get off the phone, and I'm like, get down off the ladder. I'm like, fuck yeah, like, <laughs> stoked. And, uh, I, and then it was like, uh, probably like a month or two later, I went out to San Francisco for the first time, and it was... <laughs> That trip was sick because it was Sean Malto, Chima, James, and me. And we were all, Malto was 15, uh, Chima was 16, James was 17, and I was 18. And we were all, it was all our first trips to San Francisco. Wow. And we stayed at Ferris's house, and it was, it was fucking sick. Damn, man. That's the dream right there. Yeah, imagine getting that call on the roof. You're yeah. tempted to quit on site, man. You're like, this might be the last house I'm working on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I was working with my stepdad. That was that was pretty much. I was like, I was like, this is sick, dude. <laughs> like, but I I ended up finished working and cleaning that house and then whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> my last house, love it. Your southern comfort part was an instant classic. What the hell motivated you to fucking get that buck? back then and uh, how'd that part change your career at the time i I don't i we weren't even thinking about it i don't think i think we were just kind of all just skating together and that like we were all hyped we were just on companies and i was like deluxe and nike and we all lived in atlanta at the time there's a there's some north carolina footage from before i moved to atlanta but i like had moved to atlanta and it was like new city new spots and we were just hitting it hard. Um, 
But it was like it's pretty much the crew, the crew that we had, David and and Plunkett and everybody. Well, Plunkett was after, but uh, it was it was just that. It was just the envir- the new environment, and, and I think I was just young and hungry, and I'll jump down any handrail you got. <laughs> Man, it looked like it, dog. Uh, Nolly shove front five oing handrails, <laughs> kick front five o that long like classic big white rail. I know Avondale. I live right not too far away from where that used to be. Now it's a fucking Walmart now. Oh damn! Yeah, bro, that part was savage. I think. Do you remember what year that came out? I feel like that was another one of those ones that I used to watch in high school. And I think it was two thousand and seven. Mm, okay, I'm thinking that would have been some school time. Yeah, I could be wrong, but it's like it's around that time because I moved to Atlanta when I was. 18 and that was in 2005 2006 so the video come out a little bit after that so over here at the bun we consider ourselves critics of illegal tricks and in your southern comfort part there's a recurring one you do front shove back 180 a couple (laughs) times would you consider that to be illegal or no I mean, it's pretty fucking illegal. The one I did down the double set, I fucking it was on the ground and then I turned. It wasn't it wasn't like I rolled away fucking clean. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean I'll do one every now and then over a hip just for fucking shits and giggles, but hey, it was two thousand six, five, six range. You know, we were all experimenting. I mean I, I could I could bring it back now because you can just about get away with any fucking trash trick nowadays. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the one down the double set cracked me up. It's insane. We have a friend that, I mean, he never did that trick, but he used to, like, I remember he nollie backside flipped a seven stair, but he would, like, land a nollie flip and, like, somehow revert it. Mike Maines, remember? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that shit, that shit was crazy. But you switch trade the double rate before, so you get a pass. Yeah, it's sort of. Backing up the switch trade with the front shove back when 80 is crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think we were just like, it was just like shock, like yeah. shock value. Like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Oh, shit. There used to be a famous Canadian guy that would do a lot of front shove back lips. Dustin Monty, man. Another illegal one. Oh, yeah. You ever awesome. get into those? No. <laughs> no. Never that. <laughs> Seems like a natural progression. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I did a bunch of weird... I did pop shove at lip slides and shit. Oh, for everyone's sure. guilty of that. Yeah. Well, no, I've done them, but yeah, yeah it's horrible. Yeah. Pop shove at lip slides... <laughs> Nolly Smith grinds. Oh yeah, that's like, our favorite. I did. I just recently watched like the bonus footage of the Nothing But the Truth video, and I had a fucking Nolly Smith grind in that, and I was just like, wow. Like, dude, we uh, hate like not hate, but like Nolly Smith is probably where our love for the illegal tricks came from, and we talk about it on the show all the time. And then someone DM'd us a clip of Appleyard doing a Nolly Smith on a handrail. And it actually yeah. looks so good. He like does a huge nollie and then lands in the Smith grind, so it's dope. So the right person can pull anything off, but nollie Smith is a fucking tough one. Yeah, I think it was just the it was the bad progression after a nollie lip. Yeah, it's yeah. like oh, I can nollie lip any rail, and then well, might as well nollie Smith it. Yeah. <laughs> and you were nollying in that. You did like tons of nollie tricks into rails. Nollie fifty, nollie back five zero, nollie feeble, like. That was the thing, like, in the, at that time, like, I, I talked to James about that yesterday, and it was just like, because 
on that trip where I was skating with the real dudes, James was skating with them too, but not on the days that I was skating with them. So like, and we both, we went to the same rail at the same week and he did not leave front feeble on it. And I wanted to do it for those dudes. <laughs> and then, I, and then I found out he did it. So then I had to nollie nose grind it, but it was like, that's what, I mean, I, I think it was like, if you couldn't kick flip into it, you might as well nollie into it yeah. at that time. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, if only it was that easy. Yeah. <laughs> well, it used to be. It's not not that easy now. <laughs> so, what's it like shooting photos with Morph? We heard that every time you guys get a photo, there's always something wrong with it. It's something wrong with a photo of Morph? I mean, oh, it, my fucking arm always gets in my face. <laughs> yeah, and he he always be like your arms in your face. And so I, then I got to like, okay, now I got to not only think about this trick, but now I got to think about keeping my fucking arm out of the way. Um, but, but I mean, I love him more. Uh, he's, he's fucking cut and dry and he's like, he knows what he wants to do and how, and like, it, it's really fun. And it's motivating because it's just like, it's fucking morph. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna die or I'm going to land it. Cause morph shooting a photo. Yeah. Speaking of your arm, one thing that I thought I knew what Hardy was talking about, and he's like, watch some like Justin clips. He's always pointing his left index finger in every clip, and then I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't not see it anymore. But I, I didn't, I didn't notice it before. It's crazy though. You just be pointing everywhere you go. Yeah, and like when I turned pro, my first board was like a foam finger, <laughs> like this. No way. That's so so it was like a little bit of a staple. But back in the day, there was an article. I think it was in Thrasher, maybe. Um, but it was all these silhouettes of different, all the different pros at the times, uh, hand gestures. Oh, oh sick! If you look, everybody does the exact same thing. Like Ishad does this weird one where he like curls his on his hand up, and like Cardiel mm-hmm. has a sick one. Um, but there was a whole article on it. It was pretty cool. Damn, that is sick. Yeah, everyone's always a little different. Tom Asta has crazy hands when he skates. They're like yeah. all fucking weird looking. Yeah. <laughs> Some people do fists too. I never liked the the fists always looked odd. Mm-hmm. So at the end of your since day one part, you get arrested after your last trick, half cab blunt fakie. You said at the time it was worth it. Was it worth it? And what are the details behind that? I mean, it, w- it was worth it because it was the last trip before the video come out and I've been wanting to do the trick. I kind of did it buster though. I just be honest. I, I could have done it better, but the cop was fucking yelling at me. But, uh, yeah, I, I still, I mean, I have a criminal trespassing charge from that Damn. to this day. Uh, but yeah, so what happened was I got arrested. They took me to Midtown blue. It's like a small police station close to there and wrote me a ticket. And they were like, you got to go to court tomorrow. I was like, all right, that's fucking weird. So the next morning I get up, all the the real dudes fly out. So I go to court and then they're like, oh, she didn't she didn't arraign you right. Uh, so you're going to have to go through processing right now. So they arrest me in the courthouse and then take me underneath the courthouse to walk me to jail and then I sit in there. They didn't even tell me I was charged or nothing. They were like, they were like, oh, you should be able just to pay your bond and get out. They didn't tell me anything. Like I got in there and I still had my cell phone. They because I didn't dress out 
Yep. I was just like in the receiving area and I ended up like texting my mom. I was like, mom, I'm fucking in jail. Like, uh, figure out, figure out how to get me out. <laughs> so it took her like 18 hours. To, and I think Hernandez, Jason Hernandez was flying into town that night. So I stayed in jail all day. And then when he landed, he come and bailed me out of jail at like four in the morning. What? Wow. Yeah. And, and then whatever, like later on, I ended up having to go to court and had to pay a fine or something. But yeah, it was bullshit. Like that's they twisted. just, 18 they didn't hours, tell me anything. Shit. Yeah. That's but I was just in there, uh, whoring out my cell phone to some like some of the dudes in there for <laughs> cigarettes and shit they're like hey hey text text my girl tell her to get the weed out of the out of the fucking uh out of the glove box and put it in the car and then for like a couple of days after i got out of jail uh like random people were hitting me up like hey are you still with blah 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 and i'm like nah i'm out sorry i hope it gets out soon damn so what would have happened if you didn't go to court that day well, I would have had a warrant for my arrest for that. But, yeah, it was just, I guess she just didn't do the right paperwork or something when she mm-hmm. arrested me the first time. Yeah. And then they had to do it all over. But it was just, they didn't care. Yeah. You know, they were just like, whatever. He's bullshit. In. Yeah, they come out with fucking 500 bucks. Like, Yeah. So looking back, it was worth it, though? Half cab blunt? Yeah, Ender. And it was yeah. sick quip. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I had been wanting to do it to fakie, and that's yeah. why. Because I had done one earlier filming, and I did one to straight, and I wanted to do it to fakie. That's harder, but, what, I find. To go to straight? To fakie? To, to regs. No, no. To fakie, that's how I do them. Yeah. But you think to, it's harder to, like, full half cab? On a handrail. Yeah, yeah, going down. See, I think it's the opposite. Like, I had to, like,. I had to like figure out how to do it to fakie. Yeah, it's like a different like, cuz I wanted it to be like a nolly nose blunt, you know. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I did it like you see you don't see people do nolly nose blunt to fakie. No. Yeah, you know. Oh, that's like true. that that would be like bobo kind of. Yeah, like yeah. you're just falling out. So that's the way I like felt. I was like, oh, I feel like I'm just like half cabbing over the rail. Yeah. So I wanted to like do it and do it to fakie. Oh, I feel you. I think it looks better to fakie, but I think it's just a little harder to regs yeah. on a handrail. Yeah, I like them on le- like a ledges a lot to fakey too. Yeah, I feel like they're easier to fakey on ledges. I think it always looks better to fakey, especially the kickflip out these days. Bobby's one. Oh, is, that's, not, is that's not even human. That's unrelatable here. Kellen James and the Escape Mafia video just did one back to fakey. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Same way? Yeah. Damn. Damn. That's fucked. Can you tell us where you got the nickname the Wizard? Well, so this is back around that time when I was skating with the the real dudes on that first trip. So before they got into town, that guy that I was skating with, Reese Milliken, he, I guess, was talking me up real big to <laughs> these dudes, like Ferris and Lance Dawes and shit. And, uh, and they were, he was like, yeah, he's so good. Like, I've never seen anybody, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And so they had this ongoing joke before they met me like oh this guy he's a fucking wizard he can, he's a, <laughs> the, a warlock of skateboarding blah 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 and uh and yeah like i'm in i had a photo in the article when it come out and it said wizard king <laughs> in it and i was like fuck and like this is like before lizard king and all that shit but but i but i was like i was like i don't want to be fucking known as that Dude, imagine like, you got want... stuck with that name like lizard king yeah. did imagine you were wizard king <laughs> yeah that's tough to live up to 
Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> it, well, the Southern what, what, Comfort uh, part was a lot of wizardry in there, but yeah, it's still not shit. not really a nickname you'd probably want. No, that's no. Tough. <laughs> yeah, and especially with King at the end, that's just like that's way too extra. <laughs> yeah. I don't need anything like that. It is that wonderful time of every episode where we get to give out a CHPO brand box to the people. Head over to at CHPO brand on Instagram and tell us what glasses Beatrice Damon is wearing in one of their latest posts. Whoever gets there first sends the correct answer to the buntlive at gmail.com. A box is heading to your doorstep. CHPO brand doing it for the people, y'all. Why did he have to end up quitting drinking Mountain Dew? What's the backstory there? Well, I mean, I'm from fucking North Carolina, the middle of nowhere. We didn't like drink water. Like, so. <laughs> Is that like, like a common North Carolina thing? I mean, it's yeah. kind of just these weird ass fucking towns where it's uh, people, people don't get out much. So we got a homie like that. Yeah, he's like it's got no flavor. I'm not drinking it. Man. Yeah, I think Kelch calls it dummy juice. Uh, James Kelch, but he lives. He's from Ohio, but he he's like I know I know exactly what you're talking about. But but yeah, no, it just I just got addicted to drinking Mountain Dews, and the I got addicted because when I was 15, my parents owned a skate park uh, in my hometown. It was open for like a year. And after it closed down, I still had the password, like the alarm code, and the build all the ramps and everything was still in the building. So Damn. for like six months after it closed, I would go in there at night and Damn. and skate. And my buddy Billy would every if I learned a trick that night, he would buy me a pack of cigarettes and a Mountain Dew. And so it was like. That then I got like super addicted. I would like drink fucking two like two liters warm like on a skate oh, session, no. like just so bad. And like I said, no water. But I my kidneys started to like shut down. So every time I would like drink one, my back would spasm, and I'd just be like, <laughs> "Oh my god, what the fuck!" And I'd have to like that be when I'd chug water, and then but it got to the point where it got like so bad that I like had to. I had to stop, and I think I ended up having like a urinary tract infection at one point, and I would I had to stop drinking soda, and I was drinking like fucking juice and and water, and then that's when I like quit. I was like, okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna quit now, but uh, but yeah, it sucked. Uh, and, spasms wasn't enough, eh? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I muscled through it for a while. I was just like, oh, I can deal with it, and then. Uh, there for some years afterwards i would like treat myself to like one a year but now if i drink it it's i'm just like holy fuck what what was i thinking drinking this shit so much yeah you're soda free now yeah uh, it's funny you say that because i quit drinking pop uh in grade 12 i think but mountain dew was the one that i would have one like once a year sometimes oh. just because like I was hooked on them, not like on your level. That's some fucked shit. But yeah, it was. I quit it, too, but they're so good. I had to like for a while. I was having like one a year. I haven't had one in a few years though. Yeah, Dude, Wade is like what used to be like that. You know, Wade Desarmo. Yeah, he had like an insane obsession with Coke. Yeah, uh-huh. where like he would 
if he woke up in the middle of the night, instead of like going for water or something, he would chug a Coke. <laughs> Every time like, I did do that, it like makes your teeth feel all crazy. All like, soft. Yeah. 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 So like wake up in the morning, Coke. Everything was Coke. It was just twisted. Yo. Yeah. He's fucking super healthy now, though. Yeah, he's killing it now on this fucking jump rope shit. Like, yeah. He's the healthiest <laughs> man in the world. He's fucking, he's never looked better than he's looked right now, and it's probably got a lot to do with his diet. Yeah, hell yeah. Coke's gone for him. Coca-Cola, that is. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wake up in the night, quick bump. Oh, God. Wake up in the morning, quick bump. Like, I hope not. Hey, that's some people's life for real. Just speeding through your sleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you tell us about the night... You and uh, James Hardy, the goat, got your asses beat by the legend Ernie Torres. Oh, what in the hotel room where we were wrestling? Is that what he's talking about? I have no idea, but I'd love to hear about it. I mean, I, <laughs> I think it's probably that one. Well, see, Ernie used to just get hammered and just talk shit. It's like little man syndrome, Ernie. And, oh, I know what he's talking about. Fuck, this is different. <laughs> So this is that first trip that I was saying we took to San Francisco. Ernie was there too, and he was like the veteran. He, I don't, I don't know if he he wasn't pro yet, but he was like the oldest am on the team at the time. And so he got super hammered. He was staying downstairs at the house we were at with uh, Malto and Chima, and me and James were upstairs in the living room on the on the floor or I was on the floor he was on the couch and Ernie gets hammered he like goes out to the bar with Ferris and like Volucci or something and we're too young to do any of that so we just stayed back and uh he comes in hot he jumps on James and like fucking punches him in the chest and like I can't remember what he said I just like woke up to like what the fuck's going on and then he comes over to me and like stomps me on the chest and then runs out with his little bitty fucking laugh and then that was it but we were just like what the fuck was that and then it, it, like for the rest of the trip we were like on guard like this motherfucker's gonna come in and do this shit again but yeah he was just like on a hot one and I, 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 I couldn't remember. I was like, fuck, wait, wait which, which story was that? <laughs> you got attacked by the night munchkin, eh? <laughs> yeah, dude, it was, it was hilarious. And I don't even think he remember. he might not even remember it. Or it was like, like hazy the next day. We were like, dude, you fucking, what was the fuck was that? And he was just like, <laughs> was like, huh? I mean, you guys are there. <laughs> yeah, you guys couldn't do shit. You yeah. guys on the block. Yeah, rookies. <laughs> So can you take us behind the scenes on your three flip the legendary California Street Gap in SF? Um, that we were in San Francisco. Uh, we had went and skated um, Golden Gate Park earlier that day, um, and I don't know. I had, I think it was a Spitfire ad. I frontside flipped like off this catty cornered stairs that. And then a little three stair went sideways too. But earlier that day I went and did that and I was with Morph and I like ollied it and one eighty'd it and then kick flipped it and Morph was like, Do you think you can front side flip? But he's always he always does that. He's like, put those two yeah. tricks together and whatever. <laughs> but so I got lucky as fuck and I like front side flipped that thing like third try. Damn. And Wait, uh, the, the gap thing? Yeah, the gap. Yeah. Like not California Street, but this other spot. And then so we were like, All right. 
next spot and they we went to uh we went to California Street and I was just like feeling good and I only did a couple times and remember like flinging out three flips and I was like starting pretty high I mean starting pretty high on the hill because I was scared and I was like just flailing kind of and Ramondetta was there and he was like dude stop starting so fucking high because I was like starting and then like pushing like like one push and then going holy crap and he was like just drop in like a couple fucking blocks like sidewalk blocks down and you'll be okay and then I did that and I listened to Pete and then I started like sticking them I think I stuck like two or three and then I like rolled away from one but it was all because Pete like he was just like you need to fucking slow down you idiot like (laughs) Well, I don't blame you for that thing was like the biggest streak app I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I just did not want to clip at yeah. all. Yo, where's the footy for that? We need to find that and put it well, on our Instagram. I thought it was actually I can text it to you because uh, we were looking for it the other day. That's why I was I watched that nothing but the truth bonus because I thought it was in there, but I guess it's in the actual video. Like, it's mm-hmm. one of my clips, but it's, like, this above angle, like, from behind. Because yeah. there was only morph shooting fisheye photo up close. And then Biggs was across the street, our old deluxe filmer. He was across the street, and the one I landed, a car went in the way. So oh, there's no. no, like, side long long lens version of it. Yeah, that... That's one of, we've talked about it before on the pod, but that's one of the most like underrated hammers of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, that that street gap. It was perfect and it sucked at the same time because it went downhill, but then it flattened out. Yeah, like yeah. so there was a one sidewalk square worth of flat that you could kind of use it as a kicker a little bit i went back one other time and i tried to barrel heel flip it but we got kicked out yeah and then we got kicked out and then the next time i went to san francisco it was gone and they had flattened the flattened the sidewalk yeah well that's what we were talking about with cairo because we had him on and he heel flipped it back in the day yeah but it's it's sometimes it's cool and i think we talked about it with Buznitz as well with the cardiol 50 Mm-hmm. Like it's cool that that's just Cardiol's rail forever. Yeah, we cool that- we have that rail at Deluxe. Oh, really? Yeah, when they tore out when they tore out the stairs, the like Mickey went there and got the rail. So we have the fucking Damn. rail. So sick. Yeah. And yeah, same thing with your tray bomb, man. It's you shut the spot down and it's gone now forever. I don't know. What the fuck? They should do a contest there and like build a kicker, like a fucking buster bail on that. Yeah, dude. That thing, fuck. That thing is no joke. Shit, it, it probably would get fucked up nowadays, I believe. That's what we're saying. It's kind of better that it, it can't. Yeah. Yeah, fuck everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> it's done. You got it, man. Another behind the scenes I wanted to hit was uh, your switch tray flip, my favorite trick in the world, into that crazy ditch. In California. That, we were filming for Through and Through, I think. And uh, I was in the process. I lived in L.A. for that year. Uh, I moved my family out there, and we were living there. And I was about to move back to Atlanta. And that was like three days before I moved. It was the last thing I wanted to do. I was like, well, 
I hadn't switched tray flipped anything in, I mean, since probably, no, it was after debacle. Because I broke the shit out of my ankle, switched three flip in a oh. pyramid at a demo back in the day. And uh, and I hadn't switched trade flipped a pyramid in like 10 years. And so I was like super scared of it. But we did this like uh, Alex Midler Rollathon at Skate Lab. And I switched trade that pyramid at that thing. And I told Tim Fulton, I was like, this is feeling good. I haven't done one in 10 years. I was like, I think I could do it at this spot. Damn. That's and the spot you fucking yeah. choose. I have an idea. After 10 yeah. years. Yeah, well, it felt good. Like I was like, cause I used to could do them. It was just a freak accident. Just folded my whole shit. Yeah. And, uh, but it felt really good. And it, and I was just trying to think of spots that were kind of like a pyramid where I could land in and, you know, kind of do it that way. And I had skated that spot before. Um, but so, it was like three days before I moved back to Atlanta and we went there and I don't know, it kind of, I started spinning them and they were fucking working and I put like three down and then rolled away just fucking scared. <laughs> this is insane. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I was stoked. I was like, fuck yeah. All right. I'm out back to Atlanta guys. <laughs> That's a good note to leave on. You know? <laughs> the form on that switch tray was epic. Yeah, it was a really good switch tray too. We put it in our uh, switch tray bracket. Contest. Yeah, I yeah, I was stoked. That. Yeah, I was dope. You knocked someone out with that one. I forget who he went up against. I can't remember. I know these fucking. Things. I made it kind of far, I believe. But yeah, let me see who you knocked out real quick. Who yeah, won? Was... Which one was it? Uh, Brandon Turner, yo. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah, that one, dude. In the shades, too. Shades on, no shirt on, and the look back. Yeah. And he makes a noise. He's like, woo. <laughs> oh, yeah. You took out Mike Davis, his switch trade down the 15. Oh, dude, Dave, Mike Davis was the fucking shit. Those were maybe the two gnarliest switch trades in it. In the aside first from round. Bees, yeah, yeah, that was crazy. And then you ended up losing to Wenning. Oh, yeah, I'll take that. But wait, which which winning one was in there? I remember uh, it was a. It was the one off the block over the can at Love Park. Okay, see, I like the I like the fucking Brooklyn Banks one better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got lots of flack from the switch trays we chose. Trust yeah, me. I know. Yeah, I know. I all the ones. Why isn't Bobby in there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's like Bob, was... Bob, but but I was like I was like oh, I mean I can see it like I, Bobby's got good ones but he like he doesn't have like a big one. Yeah, like, he didn't do that one. He you. didn't do that one thank signature you. one, right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, this, I love you, Bobby, ones. but yeah, come on. My favorite ones up. he did was switch tray up the set and then fakey yeah. hard and then switch tray down. But like, what are we gonna pick the whole line? Or my favorite you know one was the one he does over one of the little Cali benches, like insanely good. Oh but yeah, yeah. That's the hard part is like picking the one. Like you have to have one that stands out. Yeah. But we got absolutely shredded for not having Bobby in there, and even when we like proposed the whole thing to jim for spitfire to sponsor the contest he said the same thing he's like well bobby's not in here so i don't know <laughs> we're like oh, it's like yeah but it. fucking almost everybody in the world rides for spitfire so there's yeah. gonna be some guys in there jim <laughs> <laughs> oh man so tell us about your day in des moines iowa from the restaurant in the morning to the demo in the afternoon to the lumber yard at night <laughs> This one is fucked. <laughs> I mean, 
This is a fucking James story. Uh, well, so we were in Des Moines and we uh, were we had a demo plan for that night at uh, Kirchart's uh, skate shop. What was it called? I can't fucking remember right now. Um, but anyways, I like woke up that morning, like hungover. And we went to a breakfast breakfast spot. And, like, our waitress, I was, like, flirting with her or something. I was like, hey, come to the demo, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I think we went to the demo. She didn't come. But then Kirchart took us out to the strip club. And he gave us all fucking $100 in ones. Whew. And he sent us into the strip club. The strip club was sick because it was like a BYOB. So oh my God. <laughs> all the tables just had ice chests in the middle, and you just bring your own beer. What? Yeah. And it so, has the sickest name ever, the Lumberyard. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, the Lumberyard. And, and, then, and then also we get fucking free money from Kirchart, and his weird ass just sits in the van the whole time. <laughs> so we're in there just spending his money. And the girl that was the waitress ended up being there. And and she was with her friend. Whatever. The night got weird and crazy. And there's more fucking to it. But I'm going to leave it. Leave it at that. But yeah, yeah, it was your just, kids are in the next room. We get it. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was pretty fucking weird. <laughs> fucking Des Moines. I think that was the last time I've ever been to Des Moines. Yeah, I would imagine. So Davis Davis actually told us that one. Mm. And he said there uh after you told her to go to the demo, you were like, Did y'all hear that? She's going to the demo later. I'm gonna rip it. And then you proceeded to uh, to dis- destroy the demo. Is that I true? didn't say <laughs> I, I said I was gonna rip it, but Somebody said, I think it was Dennis or somebody was like, there was a, there was a quote before, like, I didn't say I was going to rip somebody. They were like, oh, that girl's going to come to the demo. Oh, and and then I was like, yeah, I'm going to (laughs) rip. But who knows, though? I was hung over. Maybe it did come out of my mouth that way. I don't know. I'll I'll let it. I'll let it stand. However, they want to tell it. Uh, Des Moines, (laughs) Iowa, man, the lumberyard. BYOB strip club. I never heard of that in my life. Me neither. We were stoked. That's like, insane. And especially after that demo and then Kirchart. Well, because it was, yeah, we were like, fuck yeah, Kirchart's here. And then and then he gave us money. And we're like, so he owned a shop in Iowa? Kirchart? Yeah. I'm drawing a blank on the name. It was um, Subsect, maybe? Hmm. I'm thinking maybe Subsect. Um, but yeah, him and. Um, American soldier on Instagram. God, I hate Instagram. Makes me forget people's fucking names. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of sick. Dan uh, Rogers. So Dan Rogers and Kirchart own that shop, and I'm thinking it's Subsect. But yeah, and they and the demos were inside uh, like a roller rink, like a wooden floored roller rink. Sick. Yeah, I'm not much of a strip club guy, but if they were BYOB, yeah, you might might catch me in there once in a while. That just seems bad for business. Why would they do that? I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe, who knows? Maybe they were upcharging us on lap dances or something. Like, if you did, they, they they're not making money on beer, they're probably upcharging it. Yeah, that makes no sense. We heard you rode for Fallen for a little bit before Nike. What's the story there? And then how'd you eventually make the switch over to Nike? Um, 
So I rode for Fallen back like in the very beginning when it used to be through DC. And uh, so a good friend of mine, Bob Reynolds, he was, he like used to ride for Creature back in the day. He's like a North Carolina legend. But so he was the Fallen uh, rep for the East Coast at the time. And he was just like, um, you know, I'm the phone rep. I'll fucking hook you up with shoes, whatever. So I rode, I rode for them for a good bit. Um, and then things got weird, not weird with me, but like at Fallen, they were switching factories and moving out of DC and doing their own thing. But at the time, uh, Bob didn't have like a big budget to like get us product and stuff. So I was kind of like, you know, wearing shoes into the ground and like having to get shoes from the shop or whatever. And uh, I had been traveling down to Atlanta at that time. And um, Nick Halkias, the Nike rep uh, for the Southeast at the time, he hit me up because David was already getting Nikes. So he heard about me through David and then he hit me up and he was like, hey, I'd be down to give you shoes. I was like, all right, well, let me let me hit up Bob and see what the deal is. So I called Bob and I was like, hey, they're going to give me some shoes. What do you what do you think? You know, I was like, is something going to happen? Like, you know, you're going to be able to get more product, blah, blah, blah at the time. And he was like, dude, I don't know. Things are crazy. He was like, just do it. Like he was like, you're you know, you want to be skating. Like, go ahead. And so I did. I quit. And then like. Two weeks after I quit and was on Nike, a photo ran in the mag of me in a Fallen shirt. And then Jamie calls me and he's like, he's like, yeah, I seen that photo in the mag. Like, what's up? Like, we want to fucking hook you up, you know? And I was like, I was like, ah, like I already was there (laughs) and you didn't notice. Like, so like I'm already doing this Nike shit. And I was, you know, I mean, I was hyped, like, wore Nikes my whole life. Like I said, my dad's from Chicago, like, grew up on Jordans and fucking all this shit. And so, like, I'm calling my dad, like, yo, I'm getting Nike boxes. He's like, (laughs) fuck yeah. Like, yeah. So, but, but yeah, nothing, nothing against Jamie. I was just like, I, I'm, I'm already somewhere else, but Mm -hmm, appreciate it. Also, once you probably put on a comfy dunk, you're like, I ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Well, I had skated dunks before I got on Nike too, mm, okay. or on Fallen, and then you had to have them back. I was like, "How oh, fuck yeah!" Uh, that's <laughs> a good feeling. Yeah. So back to Kerchart here for a sec. Can you tell us about the time he bet against you on the ATL Big Four? Yeah. So the Alien dudes were in town. It was like Mikey, Tyler Bledsoe, Grant lived in Atlanta, and Heath was there, and Heath is this is the first time I ever met him and he's it's scary. He's an like intimidating fucking dude. He like wouldn't skate in front of anybody. He would just go out at night and do the most fucking insane shit. Like he went to Cyclops by himself and front tail slid it to straight. Like we were just like, okay, but we were at big four <laughs> and me and David were skating it. I think Dill was in town too, and the whole reason we fucking went there is because Dill was like, "I want a fakey front shove it." We're just like, "All right, oh, I want to, I want to see you try that." 
<laughs> he ended up not, not skating it, but uh, but me and David were skating it, and I didn't even know anything about them be- betting or nothing, so I just was doing all the backside flips, flinging them, not really getting close, and they were betting that I wouldn't land it at all, and I ended up rolling away from the first one I put down, and I walk up the fucking stairs, and Kirchhart goes, you should maybe lose $10. And I was like, I didn't even know $10. what he... I didn't even know what he was talking about. I was like, huh? And then they were like, oh, yeah, we were betting to see if you were going to land it or not. And he was pissed. He fucking <laughs> lost 10 bucks. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's giving you 100 and ones. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was, year, that was years later. Oh, true. What, uh, did Dill try anything down it? Did he jump down it? No, but uh, that was the same trip where he feebled over that green hump thing that was on the cover of uh mm, the skateboard oh, yeah, bag yeah. so it was that that trip but nah he didn't but he was talking about faking front shoving it all day and we were just like <laughs> could you imagine seeing him try that <laughs> that would be crazy dill jumping down that shit would have been insane that's what i'm saying yeah even yeah. a bail would have been a dope clip yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like catch and kick out would be so sick to see yeah or just scissor kicking down like bunt right <laughs> off the bat. I did just fakey front shove too. I mean, it's like, yeah, I know you got them over fucking barriers and shit, yeah. but like jumping down the big four is a little different. That's <laughs> fucked up. So you're a Nike man, been on Nike forever, traveled the world with Nike. Uh, we're sure you've spent some quality time with this legend, none other than Theotis Beasley. And uh, if so, do you have a Theotis story for the people? Uh, I do. This Theotis story is fucked. So, like, Theotis, we all know, his ass jumps downstairs constantly. Yeah. Well, I mean, we know he can fucking manual and do ledge tricks, too. But when his younger years, he was just like, fuck, I'm going to big spin, he'll flip this stair, or whatever. So he was jumping down shit. Like, we were filming for Debacle, and he... Like we'd go to whatever random city in the world and we'd just take him to stairs and he would fucking jump. But so he's like, we're like sitting at breakfast one day or something. And he's like, he's like, Justin, have you ever peed blood? Oh, no. And I'm like, I mean, I, I have, but it's not good. And he's like, like every time I pee, I pee blood. And oh. I'm like, yo, Theo, like, <laughs> That's not fucking cool. You need to go to the doctor. Or you need to stop jumping down. Like, so we, we come to the conclusion. We think that it was because when Theo doesn't like fall, he like will jump downstairs and like he'll run out and he'll like stiff leg and it, uh, it looks uh, real painful. <laughs> but I was just like, I was, uh, I'm, uh, I'm under the impression that he's just jarring his body until mm, something yeah. went weird inside and, he was pissing blood a lot. I hope that's not happening anymore. Damn, <laughs> but dude. So did you but, convince him to get it checked or you just told uh, no, him? No, I don't know. I don't know if he did or not. He didn't say anything else about it later, <laughs> you know, over the years. So I would, I, it either went away or, yeah. you know. He's Damn. still dealing with it. We'll have to have him on the pod and follow up on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ask him. Be like, hey, you still pissing blood, bud? No, we don't want that fucking Windsor James treatment, dog. Oh, yeah. Fuck that. Just that fucking is- Flat. Yeah, just fucking dribbling. God damn. So while we're on story time for a sec, we'll play uh, roulette. 
we've become pretty good homies with some of the real guys over the years davis the big rig and james uh mm-hmm. pick one of the three whoever you'd like and give us a story about them hardy was trying to give us dirt on you yeah davis had some good ones too burn them back yeah but like hardy was hardy was like a recluse back in the day like yeah. he would he'd be like we'd be all going out to the bars and shit and hardy would like stay back fucking right yeah he seems like he's looser doing now <laughs> oh yeah he's way he's way looser now um and then davis fucking dude davis is funny davis davis is just the most opinionated little motherfucker <laughs> ever <laughs> he will argue anything yeah. to the bitter end just to be right I've made the mistake oh. of like talking hockey with them a lot now, and like it's just we don't agree on anything. No matter what either of us say to the other one, we'll just disagree so that we can prove a point. Yeah, <laughs> and he loves it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have like fucking super. I'm just like I'm just like thinking of them as a whole. Like I'm thinking of Big Rig just being like the best. Like Big Rig was. Oh, I got a story about Big Rig. Me and me and fucking Robbie were driving back he was like my fucking shotgun at the last season of king of the road when i was the fucking team manager and uh we were driving back from arizona and i'm and i'm trying to think i think i was like robbie you're you're gonna drive the first bit i'd driven the the van for two weeks and it was like my first like time off we were done (laughs) and so we're driving back from arizona we're driving through the fucking desert and it's just me and him and then, like, somebody's asleep in the back. And we're driving. And uh, we we both, like, see this weird light in the fucking sky. We both, like, go up. And we just watch this fucking spaceship fucking fly around <laughs> all over the fucking sky. Like, legit for, like, 15 or 20 seconds. And then it just pieces out. And we're both, like... We're not looking at each other until it's gone, and we both look at each other, and we're just like, "Did you fucking see that?" Like both of, we're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Like that shit was real, and then we just like, we're just like blown away for the rest of the ride. Like we just seen a fucking spaceship. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, like it was fucking crazy though. Damn, why is it always in like the The desert desert in the states? Why do you think everybody from Arizona's fucking brains are fried? <laughs> I don't like... We ain't seeing no spaceships in Canada or no. anywhere else in the world that I can think of. No, yeah, I don't Some know. It was... Tri- yeah. yeah, it was super trippy. I was like, yeah, but that that for sure a spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just dropped a ruthless new part for Stratosphere. Uh, what was filming for that like? And uh, definitely got to take us behind the scenes on that Nolly Flip Manny. I mean, sorry, Nolly Flip wall ride. I mean, it, I did kind of manual down the wall a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- that part, it was kind of, it was the most involved video part I think I've done because I've had, I blew up my knee twice, Oof. like s- since I moved back to Atlanta. And then, so it was kind of like, for me, like, can I film another video part that I'm going to be stoked on? So what I was doing and what I'm actually just still doing is, like, I would 
plan a plan a trick and I would either go try it and land it or I'll get smoked and then I'd go to the gym and my buddy owns a gym and we would just like we just like train for those tricks be like okay this is the spot this is this this is what we need to work on like my fucking my calf's blown out let's fix that and we'll go back and then so a majority of that was a lot of those things like uh and then but as far as the nollie foot wall ride goes i had done the line where i did we were filming for the strap video so i was trying to fucking stoke up all the kids and be like if my old ass can fucking film these tricks like all these young kids better step it up you know Mm -hmm. like that was my thing and like having the kids there and like being like all right i'm gonna jump on this fucking handrail first like let's go uh, but so I did the line with the fakie 50 and the half cab. Yeah, you went back for more, eh? After the half yeah, cab. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I could do something else on it. And we were there, or I had like, there was a big session that morning there. And I was like hungover. And I went up to Max and I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to try to nollie flip into it. And it started working. And uh, I like stuck a bunch and shot out. And then I stuck one and did the splits and I thought I blew my knee out again and I had a brace on, but it was like fucking weird. And I was just like, so I was like, at that moment I was like, fuck, all right, this is third ACL, same knee. I've got to land this because I'm just going to be, I'm going to have to have surgery again and then fucking peace out. So so I landed the very next one because I didn't want to do the splits again. Yeah. And so, and then I ended up, after that, I ended up going to the doctor and getting them to check it out. And she was like, no, you're good. You just like fucking wrenched it real bad. Wow. Um, so I got lucky. Nice. But, uh, but yeah, I didn't skate for like two months after I did that nollie flip because I was so fucked. Yeah, dude. That was insane. Oh, yo, hats off to you on that part, man. That was mm-hmm. inspiring. You've been putting out parts since we were in high school damn well. So, uh it was that that part really got me stoked i was like damn homie still got it yo yeah i was stoked to be able to put it together and then it all just be here in atlanta too was good mm-hmm. like max yoder filmed the whole thing and we just and it was for strat so it we were stoked because we could put it out during the pandemic and when shops were closed and everything or not closed but had struggling mm-hmm. and we were like wanting it to go uh we were wanting it to to use it to help promote Strat and just have people fucking go and, you know, support. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Got the Rick flip in there, too. Damn, hella bangers. Oh, yeah. I, fi- I figured those out, like, last year, and then I was just fucking... That that session where I did the rig flip was sick because the Huff dudes were in town, like Plunkett and Sully, and a, it was like the last Huff trip before they ended. Oh, really? They were just like, oh, we're just gonna go to fucking Atlanta because this shit's done, like <laughs> pretty much. And but uh, dude, they like Sully did switch uh, varial heel on it that day. Josh Matthews Matthews did switch flip. I did the rig flip, and then the other kid, his name's Justin something. I. I'm drawing a blank, but he fucking varial flipped it. I was like, oh shit. Damn. But yeah, it was like a heated sesh. And it was like all of us, like old dudes, like me and me and Plunkett and Josh Matthews, we've been in the game for around the same time. And we're just like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, <laughs> like we're just having fun now. It's yeah. kind of like, 
Like we 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 made our little place. Yeah. yeah. Plunkett always looks like he's having a fucking blast, man. He's a fucking wizard. Dude, he's the best fucking skater. Yeah. 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 He's the real wizard king. He figures everything <laughs> out. Yeah. Like the shit he skates is twisted. Um this one we could skip if you want, but I'll ask it and see if you want to rock with it. Uh, can you tell us about your wild night in Boston when James and Gabe were pretending to sleep on the floor? No, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> the public does not want to know about that story. All right. Uh, what's the average day for Justin Brock like these days? On a day, well, so I'll give you what I did today. So I got up, got up, I drove to the gym. It's about 45 from my house, got a coffee, went to the gym, did squats. It's so jockey, like fucking. Um, you gotta do what you gotta do. We ain't getting any younger. Yeah, and then I come back, grab some skate shoes, went and skated the DIY with uh, the homies Yoder, Sweat, and the crew, and then I come home and mowed my yard. <laughs> mowed my yard. Until I had to go pick up my kids from daycare, and then I picked my kids up and come home and fed them, and now I'm talking to you guys. That's a nice day, man. Yeah, real bit of everything. Real nice. So that was today. Uh, You just dropped that part in the pandemic, but what's next for Justin Brock? Well, since we were working on the strap video, a full-length strap video, and we ended up just putting my part out, and not the full video. The the videos in the works right now. There's going to be a GT part, Plunkett footage. Uh, you know the whole crew, the young kids out here, the Melody kids. Um, so, and I think I'm going to share a part with probably Plunkett and my buddy Bucky. So I'm just filming for that. I had like a minute and a half of extra footage after the part. So just like stacking a little stuff onto that, and then yeah fucking do that and i think we're shooting for some time close to winter but we'll figure it out soon damn more footy on the way man that's what's up yo 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 it's rapid fire with the ghost brought to you by dickies and this week we talking the loose fit double knee work pants It doesn't get much better than the loose fit, flat front, and permanent crease. It's your favorite skater's favorite pant. The way I be staining my pants in the streets, you know they got that easy care stain release. Head over to Dickies now and get yourself a pair and join us over here at the Bunt flexing our loose fit double knee work pants. Alright, it's that time, Justin. (laughs) Time to make it pop, you dig? Favorite skater? Cardiel. Favorite video? Side and scene. Favorite video part? Cardiel, side and scene. <laughs> Favorite style? Cardiel. <laughs> <laughs> Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? Cardiel. Oh, man, it's getting too easy. I no know. wonder that was your favorite skate moment. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? Eric Costin. <sighs> Favorite trick? Front big spins. Hardest trick for you? Impossibles. Most illegal trick? I guess after this conversation, front shove a revert. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite clip you've ever gotten? 
I like the front big spit I did in uh, debacle over the roundabout in Australia. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that was sick. That was supposed to be my last trick. That's what I wanted to be my last trick, but Jason changed it to the three flip at the bef- without me knowing. Mm. Was it the the same one Janowski switch flipped? Yeah, I, yeah, gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed. K walks, one eighty the Dompier cover, oh. King of the Road. Yeah, um, I was there when Dompier ollied it, and he almost kick flipped it that day. It was fucked. Jesus, wow. What's the one trick that got away? I. I've always wanted to do a big spin blunt slide a handrail. I haven't found a fucking rail to do it on. Oh, front big spin back blunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But have you tried one before? Like, was there? I've tried it like three times. I tried it on that rail in Minneapolis that uh, Davis did Nolly front hurricane on. Oh, oh. But it's too it's too fucking weird to do it on that rail. So. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to try it on Bell, but it's gone. Damn. Yeah. That seems like a perfect one for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? Jason Dill, fake you front shelf, big four. <laughs> What's the last new trick you learned? Frontside half cap heel flip board slide. Ooh, oh, damn. Dream job after skating? Sales. Trying to fucking sell some fucking, slang some shoes. Nice. Favorite local brand? Stratosphere. Favorite local skater? David Clark. What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? CCS. Favorite teammate ever? Plunkett. Worst teammate ever? Donnelly. (laughs) You got married, eh? Yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah, Yeah, he got married like the Tuesday or no, this, I mean this past weekend. He got married on Saturday. Worst company? Oh, uh, Ribbon Dip. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, casual. You're getting shredded these days, man. Worst trend? VX footage of too close to the board of three shitty ollies in a row. (laughs) Worst style? Jim Gagney. I don't know. (laughs) Black label back in the day. He nolly flipped fucking like no pop into like an eight foot quarter pipe. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Sounds hectic. We might have to look that up. Yeah, yeah. You'll have to look up some fucking Jim Gagney footage after this. Last person you want on the sesh? Fucking Donnelly. (laughs) Dude, you fucking handled the interview in the rapid fire with ease, man. That was too easy for you. Yeah, fucking, you guys make it fucking easy right here. Hell yeah. (laughs) All right, y'all, that's going to wrap up our interview with the man, Justin Brock. Thank you. Thank you again. Hey, thank you guys for fucking having me, man. This has been fun. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Our pleasure. Welcome back to the post office brought to you by the one and only Dickies. Quality workwear since 1922. The toughest gear from the work site to the streets. All right, say, let's get into these emails. Who we got up first? You've got mail. All right, first up, we got an email from Johnny Velvet. What up, Bunt Gang? Love the pod. I listen to almost every episode as I drive a ton for my day job, and it makes every Wednesday a lot better. All jokes aside, where was the joke there? All jokes aside, it's always very educational to hear the ins and outs of the industry from some real skateboarders. Anyways, to my question. 
The homies and I have been out filming this whole summer, trying to gather footy for a decent length video. It seems like sometimes when I look at clips I've got, I don't exactly love how my trick look. It's not that I have terrible style, just a stocky body that lacks super high pop and there's always that slightly annoying tic-tac landing once in a good while. Kind of like how your own voice sounds a little weird hearing it back. At the end of the day, I couldn't really care less what others think of these subtle quirks. It's more of a minor self-conscious madness thing. Has there ever been times when you've watched your own skating and wished your natural style could be better in some way? P.S. Congrats on the baby, Don. Stay safe, fellas. I think that's the most normal reaction to your footy ever, man. There's always something that you want to be a little bit different. Maybe your kit, maybe your feet set up, how fast you're going. Unfortunately, I don't think that feeling goes away either. Unless you're someone like a shot where everything looks fresh. Yeah, I think uh, if anything, it's it's rare to have a clip where you're 100% stoked on it. You know, watching like if we were to watch some of our old parts right now, I'm sure there's tons of clips that we would pick apart or be like, I wish I did this better. And there's probably only a handful where you're like, that was as good as it gets for me personally, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yo, don't don't worry about it, man. I mean, you said you could care less. So, uh, yeah, keep it up. Keep stacking them clips. And when you guys finish that full length, send it our ways, man. We'd love to give it a peep all right next up we got an email from simon walkvist walkvist yeah simon w <laughs> top low-key but tastefully great editing to music moments example first clip of dylan skatemore back 50 50 to set off the part this is a sick question but what automatically comes to mind is just full video parts that are edited exquisitely to songs and obviously top of the top of the head top of the brain is uh heath kerchart sight unseen absolutely magnificent maybe one of the best parts ever skate history but i always love the the double lip slide line how he slides out to the track is perfect and then the it comes back with the kickflip down the set track with fakey amazing transition uh, I'm going to go with uh, Appleyard and Sorry, another classic, whole parts edited flawlessly. But when he's doing the which one's bigger in the intro, and then he hops on the 50, and you think he's going to do it, obviously. And then he sacks, and the beat <laughs> kicks in. That's a classic editing moment there. We picked two bales, man. Yeah. Damn. I, no, and a third one. I'm going to say P-Rod as well. And, and uh, yeah, right? The transition from the Nas beat to is it another Nas beat is it back to back i think yeah anyways from get down and then he lands on switch frontside flip the 13 i can't remember how many stairs that set is mm -hmm. and breaks his board and then it goes into the line with the nolly nose blunt nolly tray like that transition where he slams and it on a gunshot and then new beat kicks in for the hammers is so classic exquisite editing all right next up we got an email from D. Iskrinska. That was pretty good. He also said, wouldn't recommend, <laughs> wouldn't recommend trying to pronounce this shit. Yo, yo, Bun Gang, only started listening to you recently. All thanks to the homie who recommends you left and right. Oh, who's the homie? Would love to shout him out. Yeah. Super stoked to hear more from local skaters, more European guests on the pod, please. Although you're doing a smashing job already. So thank you for that. Yo, thanks, D. 
Uh, question for you. What do you think is the most useless piece of gear developed to supposedly improve skateboarding or the most ridiculous improvement in quotations to a skateboard? We'll throw some people under the bus, but <clears throat> but most mad I've held in my hands is rubber grip tape made to protect your shoes, but flips a bit funny. Useless if you're skating anywhere near dust, sand, dirt, and looks well booky. Big up for trying to the Spanish homies, but damn. Anywho's, hope you're all doing all right and looking forward to a new episode. Bonus question. Any tips on heart flips? That shit is, get it. That shit is messing with my head. No hard flip tips around here, bro. Bro, you used to have hard flips. Can you flips. do any of the hard flips? Well, I could do all four, but not well. Excuse me? What? You can't do all four hard flips. Are you kidding me? You could not do all four of the hard flips. Are you joking? Okay. Today is, what day is it? Monday? Okay, we'll put it in the story. No, uh, by next Monday, you will not have landed all four no, hard flips. No, we'll fucking put it in the story on Wednesday. How about that? That's what when I'm the saying. Pod you comes have a out. week. No, I only need Wednesday. Two days. You think I can't do all... They're ugly. I'm telling you right now. They don't look good. You're not doing them. <laughs> That's insane. That's... You know, uh, it might take me bravo like a to you. full gonna, 20 minutes. Yeah, you're so. gonna wait, 20 minutes? Yeah. You're going to waste your whole session trying the hard flips. No. Okay. We'll see. Oh, my God. But no tips because you'll see on Wednesday. And don't take tips from him no matter yeah, my what My hard flips like. are ugly. The only one I can kind of do all right is fakie. now <laughs> okay to the question most useless piece of gear developed to supposedly improve skateboarding there are multiples that have come up in our time there were those rims that were made like axle nuts that had like some rim looking things like kind of like a car those things sucked um silver trucks i absolutely love silver trucks when they came out they look so goddamn fresh but they used to have this little screw that you would screw into the end of the axle nut so it would never slip. Kind of dope. Kind of insane. And then this one kind of worked, I guess. But looking back, I was like, I wish I never had them. Was tensor trucks and the slider piece. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a three piece. That's the Ben classic right there. He probably still has tensor trucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you name them all. I can't really think of anything else. Yeah, you had one, though, like extra strong boards. Oh, yeah, the fiberglass boards. But, I mean, those came in handy for mans like Duncan out here who used to break boards like if he was standing on a fucking twig. <laughs> Always bringing them back to shred for D-Lamb. You know what I'm shit? Throw that shit in the bathtub for a little bit so it D-Lambs. Bring it back for a refund. Oh. <laughs> All right, next up, we got an email from Eli Katz. On the debate of the Forbidden 14, can we please take a moment to put some respect on Vincent Alvarez? He is one of the only people that can do a switch front lip on a ledge and make it look good, as well as some other debatably illegal tricks. Who else can you think of that the Forbidden 14 doesn't apply to? Also, can y'all please get Vincent on the show someday? And thank you for the new season. Well, Eli, yo. Uh, fuck. Yeah, just, just be patient, you know what I'm saying? Maybe Vincent will pop in studio with you one of these days. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. As far as someone else, yeah, Vincent goes high speed. He's got hella lip slide combos. Um, <laughs> as far as someone else who who does that shit that we fuck with, 
Yeah. Bobby Wars does like back lips and switch back lips on ledges. Yeah, yeah. And and I'll ride with that. Oh, uh Jack Hurt and switch back lips clipper. That was cool. Um Yeah, but Taking into consideration the names we're saying, like Jack Curtin, Bobby Warrest, this doesn't mean you should go lip sliding ledges, Eli. Let the mandems have it. Uh, us regular folks shouldn't be doing these crusty lip slides. <laughs> yeah. All right, next up, we got an email from Marku Perkel. What's good, my dudes? Hyped on the new season, was very much looking forward to it, and the first two episodes didn't let me down, so I'm going to hit you with another transition skating question. You talk about illegal tricks all the time, but goddamn, no one ever mentions them whack-ass rock flip-out, tray flip-out, I think like rock to fakie, flip-out and tray-out. What about Cody Max horrible Nolly Big Spin backtail backside flip-out? Uh... Any take on those? Any more illegal transition tricks that pop in your mind? You guys take care and SLP for life still. Illegal transition tricks. Yeah, backsmith stalls. <laughs> the Mitch B classic in That's his contest. Classic. Yo, who sent us that clip of uh, Colin McKay doing backtail backside flip to fakie? Yeah. Absolutely insane. Yeah, that's a real street trick in vert. But that's not what we're talking about here. I don't, but I don't even want to think about like illegal transition tricks. Oh, what about like blunt to rock? Fake? Oh, I was just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Those are the worst. When you ain't got the courage. The cojones. To blunt and just come back in fakey. You got to take a fucking little break on the rock to fakey. Fuck out of here with that shit. All right, next up, we've got an email from Max Lou. What's up, Seifa and Dono? Thanks for answering my question about getting into the industry last week on the Tom Snape episode. As a follow-up, though, by my job in the industry, I meant more along the lines of working at Megs or getting paid for whatever you contribute to skating, <laughs> whether it's filmers, photographers, designers, etc. I've been getting more serious about my own skate photography recently and want to take it to the next level at some point in the future. Do you think it's about talent and your skill or more about your connections and the people you know? I feel like most of the skaters you bring on the show have their first big breaks from being good skaters first and then being at the right place at the right time. Do you think it's different for filmers and photographers or it's pretty much the same thing? Let me know your thoughts. Appreciate it. And you nailed it, man. Like, yeah. You got to be good and right place, right time, right connection never hurts. Maybe go out, shoot a bunch of shit and just DM some of your favorite photographers. Like DM our boy Ryan Allen. He's a man of the people. I'm sure he'll give you some time if you hit him with a well thought out message where you're you're coming to him humbly and want, want some advice. You know what I'm saying? Ryan will help you out. I know some other, like, I'm sure if you DM your 10 favorite skate photographers a couple of them might hit you back with some advice but what i saw ryan was answering questions the other day and someone asked him film school or photography school or just get out and shoot and he said back in the day he went to to film or photography school or whatever but that was before youtube and google so he's saying now just get out and shoot and if you're passionate you'll take the time at home to to learn off all those endless videos online um but yeah dm some photographers and and just be out in them streets shooting man do your thing good luck 
Next up, we got an email from Tip Dunn. Hey boys, been meaning to write this for a few months now, but just wanted to say a couple quick things and I hope you guys have been well and safe. I meant to write after the Ellington episode just to say, Seifa, your message at the end of the podcast calling for us all to do better was so powerful and it really hit me hard. The past few months, hell, the whole year has been such a heavy time and although it has taken a toll on me mentally, I firmly believe that our most challenging times will lead to better days ahead. And I have hope that our world is going to rise to the challenge of racism, inequality, and division, and will come out on the better side. Much love for all that you do and stand for. Second, wanted to say a huge congrats to Donald on the big announcement and opportunity to be a father. That was such positive news to hear, and I'm sure you all can't wait to welcome the newest edition of the Bunt family into the world. Big props and good luck with the journey that is fatherhood. I'm not a father, but know from many friends that it will be the most challenging but rewarding thing you'll ever embark on. Keep fighting the good fight and have a great new season. Talk soon. Tip. Oh, what a lovely email. Tip, thank you so much. Stoked that you're a listener. We need more listeners like you out there that just seem to be genuinely awesome people, good skaters, and uh, appreciate you taking the time to hit us up, man. Yeah, just thank you for the very kind words, Tip. It's definitely been a, a hell of a year. There's hopefully light at the end of the tunnel, and we can get past this together, like you said, man. And I think he must have not known that the little man's actually here now when he wrote that email. He's in the other room chilling. Yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> Heavy chilling. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, he'll already be a month old, man. That's crazy. <laughs> the fastest month of my life. But little story, man. Still getting clips. Still getting clips at the skate park. <laughs> All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up the post office for this week. Get your emails. And can we get a goddamn voice note into the bunt live at gmail.com? Let's get it popping. This is The Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports, brought to you by Canada's premium pilsner, Steam Whistle, the only buzz. Yeah, we gonna need a couple of them to talk about the subjects we got going on in The Rundown tonight. The Lake Show finished off the heat, LeBron James wins his fourth championship, another finals MVP. It's not all for loss. A couple fan favorites on the team get another ring. Let's um, choose to shine some light on that. Who are your favorite guys on there that are walking away with the championship? Big shout out to Quinn Cook, his third ring. <laughs> Love it. And uh, no, especially just because, I mean, I, I see him on social media sometimes. His dad passed away a long time ago. And um, anytime he posts anything, it ends with, Rest in peace, dad. And his dad, he, him and his dad grew up Lakers fans. So this would have meant the world to him. So shout out Quinn Cook. Um, big shout out to JaVale McGee. Ooh, that's a good one. Third championship as well, because they were both together on the Golden State mm -hmm. back-to-back. What a turnaround for that guy, man. From being like Shaxing a fool poster boy to legitimate three-time champion. Yeah, Let's go. And legitimately almost out the league. But the biggest one, I think, for both of us, uh, big fans of J.R. Smith. Oh, man. And um, must be nice. He was literally out of the league. I don't think he played a single game last season because he had that falling out with Cleveland. Did he play one this season? Didn't get picked up. Yeah, not really. But to, to get off the couch and get a ring, like, 
I fucking love J.R. Smith because people give him such a hard time because his image and like, sure, he's done a couple bonehead things in his career, but he's also a tremendous athlete. Yeah. And a, just fuck, I just love he's that guy. He's a baller, guy. man. Straight baller, so much talent. Go look up J.R. Smith top 10 dunks, man, if you're not familiar with J.R. Smith before he was just the 3 and D guy. Those Denver days, he was flying. Yeah, so shout out to them. Who else? Oh, Dwight. Dwight Howard. Dwight. Winning a championship in Orlando. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's I, yeah, dope. that's crazy. Dwight, I loved Orlando Dwight, and then he was hard to root for the last few years, just saying dumb shit to the media, and then like not doing what he would say, and just yeah. alienating his teammates. Um, and then his insane ass injury. Yeah, and then like the rumors with the yeah. So, anyways, uh, he was already going to the Hall of Fame without a ring, but um, I'm this happy he nice. has one, man. This yeah. is nice. One thing I I wish that uh, Avery was there. Yeah, he'll get a ring. He'll get a ring, but I, I just wish he was there. And then Dion Waiters as well. Yeah. Can you believe this? The like, the team, and then Rondo to come through, and he was like the third piece that they actually needed. He was the glue that like oh, held it together a lot. He also is the first NBA player to win a championship yeah. for the Celtics and Lakers. Absolutely. Just kind of crazy. And I'm glad he did it with a significant role. He, he's so weird. In the regular season, you're like, Rondo's on his last legs. He might be out of the league next year. And then yeah. playoff Rondo, I mean, he wasn't as consistent as he's been in the past. Obviously, he's getting older. But, like, there were some games that they won strictly because of him. In Dude, the, you in t- this we talk about run. it all the time. There, are, The seasons are long. And you play for so many years. There's, like, you could go through months where you're just not even into it. Where he's just not even like locked in, and yeah. it takes the playoffs to bring that out in people. And we saw it in Rondo, man, and it's it's evident that playoff Rondo is the real deal. Yeah, shout out to pretty much the whole team except for LeBron and AD. I never Actually, even heard of those guys. AD, so. I don't dislike AD, but I've never been a big fan. The, man, it's just the guy. Why are you hurt every game? Like you're not actually hurt. Stop acting like you're fucking hurt. These are just little things that happen in the game. Like I'm just different. It's a very tiring thing watching him oh, well, owning yeah. him in fantasy and being a fan of his. Like we both had. I don't need fantasy. that stress, man. He's Fuck. such a nightmare. He he goes. I remember especially his last year or two with the Pelicans. Like he would literally go to the locker room once a game. Yeah, but. I mean, fuck, everyone has different pain thresholds, and it sucks that for being, like, pretty much a seven-foot beast, one of the most skilled basketball players in the world, his is really low. Um, but <laughs> like going on imagine, yo, imagine LeBron was, like, had some, like, Allen Iverson mentality where he's just, like, throwing his body, like, doesn't give a fuck. Like, Dude, I watched player LeBron mentality. roll his ankle in a game. Like one of the worst looking like a skateboard rolled ankle and it didn't do anything to him yeah. that guy is not human yeah no. what is the one injury he had was the groin injury last year when they didn't make the playoffs hint hint may not have been that bad who knows <laughs> there we go again speculating on injuries but that guy is he was made in some sort of laboratory man but the nba is over yeah, good riddance. I I watched the first half of game one, didn't watch another second. I watched it a little bit last night. I was flipping back and forth between that and the Minnesota game. Um, I, I'll I just, be right in the world next year. I don't know if I should say this. This might be controversial, but I just didn't like the Kobe narrative at all. Oh, doing it for Kobe? Well, they were, which that for sure, like, I respect that. 
but that's just I think that's more of a personal thing because your dislike for LeBron and your no, no, extreme no. love for Kobe. Well, yeah, the last thing you want is LeBron representing Kobe. Exactly. That's, so I just don't like. But that's a personal thing. No, I know, I know. I just don't people like in LA the whole. Loved it. Of course. Well, I I feel like there's probably millions of people out there that feel like me where I feel, and obviously this is just my own personal feeling, but I feel that in his heart of hearts, Kobe probably was rooting against LeBron winning a fourth, <laughs> winning another ring. Kobe, because it, let's say they were both old men in a retirement home, right? Yeah, they're arguing about and their accolades. Yeah, LeBron could always crush him with all the stuff other than rings. And now it's 5-4, right? It's so closer. if it's 5-5 five, five plus all the act, like, I, I just picture Kobe being like, yeah, but I got five, but I got five, you know? Kobe and did I, it all on one team. That's all that matters. This guy's been bouncing around, that's begging, what I, begging for dude, stars to come. That's what I fucking Look at all the. Think about all the stars that he's played within his time. And he's had to go to multiple different destinations to get them. Like, Yo, what, he's not, what I um, hate is he, he doesn't feel, he still doesn't feel like a Laker to me. Like he feels like well, a rental. Like he's when, a Cleveland Cavalier. He wasn't a, he wasn't a heat. Yeah. Is that I a just, weird thing to say? He wasn't a heater. A heat. A heatle. That's what they called them. Yeah, the he wasn't heatles. a heatle. He's a fucking Cleveland Cavalier who's been fucking bouncing around, doing whatever he can to get those championships. Yeah, I feel like what I hate is that he becomes. He got no MJ and no Kobe, and even in like this day and age, no Dame Willard in him at all. He feels separate from the franchise to me. Is what I'm trying to say. Like yeah, he's a hired gun. Exactly, but I I just don't like that. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, uh, it's just like. He won a championship, but he he doesn't give a fuck about the fact that the Lakers now have a championship. No, it's, it's all about him. him having his yeah. fourth championship, and the franchise does not matter at all. No, it's all about himself. But all will be right in the world next season. The Warriors will be back. The Brooklyn Nets will be banging around. And uh, hopefully the Clippers will take Ooh, care of LeBron. Warriors? I can't wait for my Warriors to be back. A little bit of sad news in the NFL this week. Gruesome injury to Dak Prescott. Tough to talk about, man. Number one player in fantasy. Yeah, dude. That I just feel so bad, man, for, for Dak. This is the year from hell for him. Yeah. It's been the year from of, from hell for a lot of people uh, with you know so much going on in the world. But if we're, if we're thinking about Dak as an individual... Obviously, he lost his brother. He had the whole dispute with the Cowboys, ended up doing the franchise tag, betting on himself. and Absolutely and, succeeding so far. Like, yeah. The team hasn't done that well, but Dak's play has but, been The defense hasn't done that well, but the, the offense has been fucking on one. But yeah, it's just, I feel horrible. And uh, I'm not even going to mention that he was my fantasy QB. You're not? Dak will be back better than ever and Jerry Jones will pay him his money I don't think there's any um, disputing that Dak's ready for the challenge get well soon Dak 100% but you know what's crazy I was thinking about this after I saw some tweet or I was listening to a pod I can't remember it's funny when it's the QB that goes down the whole sports world rallies but yo how many fucking players this year that we just don't know their names on defense like at least five or six times yeah a day on sunday it seems like someone tears their achilles 
So shout out to all the injured guys, and I hope everyone makes a speedy recovery because yeah. football, these injuries have been on another level this There's year. There's two man. factors into what you just said. First of all, he's a quarterback. Second of all, he plays for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, it's. it's I mean, he doesn't. That. I'm just saying the other players that they don't just get shout the out to the other players that yeah. are also going, having surgery and going through a tough time. Hell yeah. Um, two guys I want to talk about real quick. Who might be the best duo in the NFL right now? You know who I'm talking about? The best duo. Let me think real quick. I was going to say Mahomes and Tyreek Hill because no, they destroyed me the other day. Those two are insane, but I think these two are better. Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones? Nope. Keep going. We're talking Sunday night. Sunday night football. We're talking about the MVP right now. And we're talking about a second-year man that's absolutely taken over. Tonight, who's playing tonight? The Chargers? So last name is. Oh yeah, it's Monday today. Uh, oh, last night. Uh, fuck, who played? Oh, Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf. Let's go! Holy shit, those two are unstoppable, man. Yo, the Vikings. I, f- man, I used to be a Kirk Cousins guy. I he's, think I'm off the he's, wagon. He's fucking trash. But, but yo, that wasn't even his fault. The, no, they went fault. for it on fourth down. Are yeah, you fucking kidding me? Well, you would have kicked it? Yeah. But then they still would have come back. They, like, Who cares? I'm always they a missed big, the two-point no, conversion. I'm a big fan of always trying to just fucking get it over with. No, like, no, get no. that one yard. How can you not get... Why don't you just QB sneak it? When you got Russell Wilson coming And DK you, Metcalf. Yeah, but they missed the two-point conversion. Yeah, so It would have been a little different, but still, I would have kicked that fucking field goal and crossed my fingers. Yeah, you're probably right. That's a safer move, but I, I have no problem with going for the two-point conversion. But, like, are they the best duo in the NFL? No, no, they did. They went for it on fourth down. Well, no, I'm saying that they missed the two-point conversion. The, uh, yeah, but they already uh, won the game. That's what I'm saying. Like, if they had of kicked the field goal and then needed the two-point conversion, they might have been a little bit different. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, still, I just... That's all I was saying. That shit was... Uh, but are they the best duo in the NFL? The best QB wide receiver duo? I mean, they're looking like it right now, but... DK wants that ball, too. There's wide receivers out there that, you know, they're good, and they make their their big catches, but DK wants the ball every time he runs around. You know what's cool about DK, though, is, like, I feel like Russ... They, they like, force-feed him the ball even when he's dropping it. Like, they're just trying to accelerate the process to him becoming a great... Oh, yeah. Like, last year when that touchdown got popped out of his hands, I've seen him that drop... That was last week. Or last week. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. I've seen him drop some crazy passes. People would get benched for that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. He does a lot of shit where you're like, oh, shit, he might... Get yeah. benched or some some repercussions are coming, but they're like, you know what? He's in his second year, no. superior athlete. We're making him a like, superstar. Yeah, exactly. Which I, if you have him in fantasy, which I don't, then uh, I'm jealous because uh, that dude's going straight to the top. But yo, Devonte is still out, and he, I think he might be my favorite wide receiver still. Devonte Adams. He's gonna hurt every year. It seems like man. Yeah. <clears throat> yo, what's up what? with your fucking kook boy? Tell me you're talking about Mike Thomas. Trying to trade me Zeke for that fucking kook fighting his teammates? Okay, come at me to say I'm trying to trade you because we just were talking about a trade. We're just spitballing some things. I, know, I, I didn't know. know. How am I supposed to control that he beat up <laughs> some guy? I don't even know if he beat him up. But he's frustrated, man. I'm Get annoyed because I wanted to see him play once before making a blockbuster trade. And now I can't even get that. Like, You know what I mean? If, if he played tonight and then we could have... 
or I would have waited the bye week, obviously, and then make the trade. But like now, I don't even get to see him one time before. Dude, shout to all the Mike Thomas Fuck. owners who are not going to get to see him on the field until week seven. Yo, who took him in the first fucking round? If you guys are still surviving in fantasy, kudos to y'all. Yo, you know what's crazy? In the listener league, shout out to the listener league. Davis is first place, and Mike Thomas because you got Hill and Thomas. Yeah, but how the yeah. fuck is Davis in first? Five I'm and not, zero. I'm not pumping Davis's tires. Five and zero. Yo, fuck you, Davis. <laughs> Oh, shit. Travis is probably going to try and attack me for saying that now. <laughs> All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up this week's episode of The Bunt. Catch you next week, man. Yeah, I got a diaper to change or something. <laughs> <laughs>